Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse of the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Vayita Eishel. He planted an Eishel. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos, Parshish Vayera, which was the fifth test, the fifteenth day of the month of Cheshvan, in the year Tavshin Memches, thirty-five years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in this week's Torah portion where it says Vayita Eishel Sheva. Avram Avinu planted an Eishel, which we'll soon learn what an Eishel means, different opinions in Be'er Shava. Vayikra Shom B'Shem Hashem, he called the name of Hashem Yudke Vavke, El Olam, God, World. That's the verse. So the Rebbe brings in the previous Rebbe, on the Chassidic Discourse with the same title, Vayita Eishel, on Shabbos Parshish Vayera, in the year of Tafresh Tzadik Ches, which was 50 years before the Rebbe said this Chassidic Discourse, so now it would be 85 years ago. And the question he asked is, what is the connection between these two ideas? In other words, the fact that he planted an Eishel, the fact that he planted an Eishel, which again we'll soon learn what it means, different opinions, with the idea that over there, within the planting of the Eishel, he called in the name of Hashem, God, of the world. What's the connection between these two? Calling Hashem and not God, God of the world, that's one thing. And planting a, a, an Asia, all a separate thing. What's the connection? But obviously the Torah connects the two in the same verse. There must be some kind of connection. So the previous era brings what is brought down in the Talmud and tractate Soita. So it says when the verse says, that he called over there in the name of Hashem, God of the world. So the Talmud says, don't say that he called, Avram called, but you should read Vayakri, which means he inspired other people to call out Hashem. Every single person that passed by, every single person that came to Avram Avinu, he inspired them to call the name of Hashem. So again, so to be clear, what the Talmud is saying is, when the verse says, literally, that he called the name of Hashem, it doesn't mean only he called. Vayakri, he inspired others also to call the name of Hashem. In other words, how did he do that? So the Talmud says, what happened? He gave them to eat, he gave them to drink, and when after he fed them and he gave them to drink, they stood up and they praised him. Avram Avinu, thank you so much. So Avram Avinu said, one second, you ate my food? It's God's food. God created the food. I only, I only served it. Go ahead and praise and thank Hashem, the one that created the world, the one that created everything that you're eating. So that's what the Talmud says. That's how he inspired others to call in the name of Hashem. By telling them, guess what? Everything you ate and drank in my hotel, yes, it's mine. But really all comes from Hashem. So based on this, the Rebbe explains, the previous Rebbe explains the connection between these two ideas. In other words, through the Eishel, which what's an Eishel? An Eishel, there's different opinions. One opinion was literally like an inn. He had an inn that he had. And especially there's another opinion that says, what's an Eishel? An Eishel is made by three letters. Aleph, Shin, Lamed, which stands for Achila. Aleph's for Achila to eat, the place where he fed the people. The Shin stands for Shnia, he gave people what to drink. And the Lamed stands for Levia, a place to sleep and placed escort around after they left. So in other words, this Asha, which is an inn, which is a place for eating and drinking and sleeping, through that he was able to call, inspire everyone to call the name of Hashem. And that's why it says, Vayita Eishel, which means he, he planted an Eishel, an inn, a place for eating and drinking and sleeping. And and there, and through that, he was able to inspire other people to call what? In the name of Hashem. So that is basically an idea what the Rebbe brings down from the previous Rebbe in his specific discourse on this verse. But now the Rebbe asks a question, and the Rebbe, the Rebbe says the previous Rebbe, the Rebbe asks the same question as well. 
How was Avram Avinu able to inspire other people to call on the name of Hashem? What did he tell them? The God of the world that created the world, maintains the world, that God of the world, that's the one That's the one that fed you. In other words, the one that created the world, that one that said, Vahayu Island, the world should come into existence. So what are we referring to? We're referring to which, which God? The God that created the world. The only one that could create the world is God. So if that's the case, we all know who created the world. Hashem created the world. But when it says in the beginning of the Torah, Hashem created the world, what does it say? It says, is bara elokim. This God has many names. The name that's used for creation is elokim. But now, what does it say over here? Vayikrasham Hashem Hashem. He had them call in the name of Yudke Vavke. But the fact is, when Hashem created the world, it says, Barashis bara elokim. So if he's inspiring them, to praise Hashem, the one that created the world, the one that gives it food and everything. So he should have, it should have said, he planted an Eishel in Be'er Shabbat, and he, or Vayakri, he inspired people to call, not in Shem Yud Kei it should have said he inspired them to call in the name of Elohim. So why is, why is the verse say that he inspired them to call in the name of Yud Kei To take it a step further, it says, even in the beginning of the verse, what does it say? Vayita Eishel, he planted an Eishel. Where did he plant it? So the Torah tells where he planted it. He planted it in Be'er Sheva. Now, Be'er Sheva is the name of a place, but it's, why is it called Be'er Sheva? Because <coughs> over there, Avram uh, the, uh, uh, had the, the oath with Avimelech, but more importantly, Sheva comes from the word of seven. And we know that seven is represented by the seven, seven emotions. And like it's brought down um, in many discourses on the on the on the on the verse, right? There was a life of sorrow, a hundred years, twenty years, and seven years, etc. So we see clearly that seven over there is referring to, to to the seven emotions. And what is what is the seven emotions connected to? The seven days that Hashem used to create the world. And if that's if that's the case. The seven emotions and the seven uh, uh, days Hashem used to create the world. So why does He say again Yud Kevavke? It seemingly it should have said Shema Lokim. So again, they're strengthening the question. And again, the question is, in short, how come it says they planted an Eishel in Be'er Sheva, and that inspired other people, to, uh, everyone to call the name Hashem, which is amazing. But what part of Hashem? Not the infinite part of Hashem Yudkei Vavkei. It's the part of Hashem that created the world. The part of Hashem that's connected to the seven Midois. And that's really the name of Elohim. So why does the verse say that he called in the name of Yudkei Vavkei? So Rebbe explains the following. He says like this. And based on what's explained in length in the Chassidic Discourse of the previous Rebbe. When the verse says he planted a Eishel... And through that, he was able to inspire people to call the name of Hashem. And we use the term Yudke Vavke. And the question is, how come it doesn't say in the Shem Elokim? So we know in the Shem Yudke Vavke, there's different levels. In Hebrew, I'll say it in Hebrew, I'll translate it. The Shem Havaya de Le'ila, there's a higher level of Yudke Vavke. And there's the lower level of Yudke Vavke. In other words, the higher level of Yudke is referring to the infinite part of Hashem. And the lower level of Yudke Vavke is the part that Yudke Vavke connects with the Shem Elohim. So in other words, so if you're, you're referring to the higher level of Yudkei Vavke, yeah, it's not appropriate. But if you're dealing with a lower level of Yudkei Vavke, which is connected to Shem Elohim, so that's the level of Yudkei Vavke that he inspired them to call, not the higher level of Yudkei Vavke, but the lower level of Yudkei, which is connected to Shem Elohim. In other words, 
The novel idea of Avram Avinu was that he called the Shem Hashem Yudkei Vavkei, and it says the verse says El God Oilam World. So seemingly, what should have said God? You know, it should have said Kale God Ha'Oilam of the world. It's God of the world. But Avram Avinu doesn't say that. He says Kale God World. Why is it God World? Because if you say God of the world, it means it's the world. <clears throat> Obviously, it's all from Hashem, but the concealment of the world, so that that has its own existence, the concealment of the world. And then you have the God of the concealment of the world. So it's two different things. Avram Avinu doesn't say God of the world. He says God world. In other words, that world and God is not two separate things. World and God is the same thing. So Avram Avinu was trying to accomplish, and he did accomplish, that there should be a union between Yudke Vavke, the lower level of Yudke Vavke, the part that comes enclosed into the Shem Elohim, which is the concealment, together with the world. So the Rebbe explains beautifully, he says like this, what does the verse say? He called people the Shem Hashem Yudke Vavke, which is the lower level of, of Yudke Vavke, which connects to Shem Elohim, and Kale Oilam, he's expressing that Yudke Vavke, and world is not two separate things. It's Keiloilam. God, world is the same thing. Not God of the world. The world is separate and God is separate. And God is the God of the world. No, Keiloilam, the Yud Kei the lower part of Yud Kei is the world. You're able to see in world Yud Kei That was Avram Avinu's whole goal. That when you look at the world, you shouldn't see world. You shouldn't see concealment. And oh, it's the God that created the world. No, no, this world is God. Kale Oilam, God and world is the same thing. <clears throat> now, Deborah goes on to say a step further, and he says like this: We know the Talmud teaches us. Mice, I'll say it in Hebrew. I'll translate it. Mice say Anything that happened to the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, etc. It's a literal meaning. Is a sign for the children. In other words, anything that took place with the with the patriarchs, matriarchs, is a sign for the children. Now, what happens means, so when you say something's a sign, it means it's only a sign. What happened to the others? But what happens by the children? Them, by them, it becomes complete. It becomes a whole complete building. In other words, when something happens by the others, that's a sign. The children take it to the next level, and they make it real. They make it complete. They build it out. So the same thing also says as follows, over here. <clears throat> this that by Avram Avinu, that he called the name of Hashem and God and the world was the same thing was only in a way of a sign. It wasn't complete. In other words, why wasn't it complete? Because what was Avram Avinu able to accomplish? Kale Oilam, as we learned, which part of God, the Yudke Vavke, but the lower part of Yudke Vavke. So Avram Avinu was able to accomplish that the lower part of Yudke Vavke, the one that's connected to Shemel Kim, should be connected, should, that, should be, that should be revealed in the world. But through the work of the children, including obviously elsewhere Abraham's children, and like the author explains in Tanya, in chapter 37, when we do our actions and our work, we accomplish more than Avram Ravina that he's what he started. That when we accomplish that we accomplish what should be revealed in the world, the the higher level of Yudkevavke. In other words, by us doing our actions and our work, we actually usher in and bring in the ultimate redemption. 
Because what's going to happen when Mashiach comes? When Mashiach is going to come, godliness is going to be revealed in the world. The world is going to is going to be what's going to be revealed in the world is, is godliness itself. Yud Kevavke, not only the lower level which Avraham Avinu accomplished, the higher level of Yud Kevavke, and like it says clearly in the prophets, Venigla Kvoid Hashem, the uh, the glory and the honor of Yud Kevavke is going to be revealed. And every flesh is going to see together. What does that mean? What does that mean? So it's brought down in Chesedus and explains that the flesh itself, which is something which is materialistic and coarse, is going to see the honor of Yudkei Vavkei. But which part of Yudkei Vavkei? The higher level. The Shemel Vayindalayla. It means even the Yudkei Vavkei, the higher level, is going to be revealed in the world. Up to the point, what's going to be revealed in the world? Take a step deeper. The level of Ein Oid Milvadli. Besides Hashem, there's nothing else in the world. When you're going to see the world, you're going to see physicality, you're going to see Yudke Bavke, you're going to see only godliness. Or even deeper, not only Ein Oid Milvadli, there's nothing other than Hashem, there's something else. And you're saying there's nothing other than Hashem. Up to the level of Ein Oid, there's nothing else, like the two verses in Deuteronomy. And it's explained many, many places in Chesedus. Now, when this happens, it's going to happen not on a finite scale. It's going to happen in an infinite level. In other words, an a infinite level, which is called in Hebrew, it's called the Milam and Medida Bagbala, without any limitations, without any, any limits, and which is called Harchava Amitis. That's the true abundance. The true abundance, true abundance that everywhere is going to be revealed the good, the Yudke Vavke, which level the Yudke Vavke de Leila. And like the prophet says, Praza is Teshev Yushalayim. Jerusalem is going to sit without any borders. Hashem is going to expand the borders. An expansion which never really existed. So that's physically in the world. That Hashem is going to reveal in the world. But not only in the world, Rebbe says, but even in the Torah that we learn. That the Torah is going to be much greater as the expression of the prophet is, Arucha Meretz Mido. So why don't we say the Torah is, is longer than the, than the land, or Rechava, it's wider than the sea, but we're saying, as Rebbe said, it's going to be even greater than longer than the land and wider than the sea. Why? Because when you say the, the Torah is longer than the, than the land, wider than the sea, so there's a limit. It's limited to the land and limited to the sea. However, when Mashiach comes, the revelation is going to be in Torah much, much higher than that. Like, for example, the prophet says clearly, Everyone's going to know me. You know, referring to Hashem himself. What is, the, what, is, what is Hashem? Not levels. When we say, we mean referring to, I'll say it in Hebrew, I'll translate, The essence of Hashem is going to be revealed. And where is that going to be revealed? It's going to be revealed through Torah. Like it says clearly, me, You take Hashem, when you learn Torah, you actually take Hashem himself. So notice what the Rebbe is saying here is such a powerful message. Avram Avinu was able to accomplish the first level. That Kale Oilam, that the world you see, Yud Kei the lower level. We have the power to reveal the higher level of Yud Kei in the world. And ultimately we're going to prepare the world for Mashiach comes. That's when it's going to be totally revealed. That we're literally going to see in the flesh, in the physicality, we're going to see his godliness. What level? The infinite part of Hashem, the essence of Hashem, in the world and also as well is in Torah. And never finish off when he says as follows: Should be the will of Hashem that by talking about this, of what, of God being revealed, the revelation of Mashiach, where everyone's going to see God and godliness, it should happen in a real way, like it's like it's brought down in in in, in the Talmud. It says, "Magid the of Liakov, Chukav Mishpatli Yisrael." Hashem tells us. 
his words to do, his statutes, his mitzvahs, etc., which means basically, which, which is explaining to this, whatever Hashem does, he tells us to do. Which means practically that literally very, very soon is going to be fulfilled the, 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 what it says in the prophets that Hashem is going to expand the borders of Israel. We're going to have not only the seven nations that we're able to conquer, we're also going to have the ten nations and it's going to, and, and the expansion is going to happen in, in the, for the Jewish people and Torah as well. We're going to have the complete complete level on all all three levels we're going to have complete the complete torah torah without any borders we're going to have the completion of the jewish people without without any borders and we're going to have the the, uh, the land of israel without any borders and like the prophet says Hashem is going to gather each and every one of us also all the jewish people from all the generations and like the prophet says clearly he Every one of our, our, our ancestors that have passed away, that have been buried, wherever they're buried all over the world, they're going to, be, they're, they're going to wake up when Mashiach comes. And was, literally, every single Jew from all generations are going to be gathered together. And the Rebbe says the, the leader of our generation is going to be with them, with us, and in the head, leading all of us. And like the Prophet says, we're going to have Kaspa Muzavam Itam, the silver and the gold. Now, silver and gold, there's two levels to it. There's the physical level. We're gonna we're gonna leave Gullus with all the tremendous wealth, but more important, we're gonna leave this with the spiritual silver and gold. What is a spiritual silver and gold? So it's referring to the love for Hashem and the awe for Hashem. So we're gonna all have this tremendous love for Hashem and awe for Hashem. And the most important the Rebbe says, and that's the main point, it should happen in a tangible way. And most important, it should happen literally very, very quickly. And um, right, take, like the Rebbe says, take F umiyad mamash right here, right now. We should all merit the ultimate revelation. So you see, you have a beautiful, beautiful chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. It's a short chassidic discourse, but the message is very, very powerful. The message is that we each have the power to reveal God and godliness, but not just the level like Avraham Avinu. We have the power to reveal the Yudke Vavke in literally in this world, and that will be a precursor of what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. That literally the world will see, will will scream out, and 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 identify that it's really all Hashem. So let's hope and pray that as the Rebbe says. Mashiach will come, and next class will be in Yerushalayim, Irak Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.